Turundusraadio. Hello dear listeners and welcome to our marketing radio talk show number 278. I'm Anu Malnaritz from the Institute of Marketing in Estonia and uh, today I have a guest from UK, Mrs. Jean Sutton, who is a professional in market research. Hello Jean. Hello, nice to speak with you. And today we will focus on the most essential part in marketing about how to get to know the customers and especially talking about how important it is when you go to an export market, the market you haven't been trading before and that might be pretty new for you. Um, so um, as a background, Jean has been part of our program called um, Systematic Export and talked about many, many Estonian, with many Estonian companies about their experience in understanding markets and understanding the customers abroad. What have you learned from them and what do you think they should pay attention to? Okay, well, I had a really interesting time talking to over 30 Estonian companies who have some experience of exports and plan to uh, develop more business in foreign markets. And, um, you know, they are doing a great job in many cases. Uh, I think my view would probably be that um, maybe they could be a little bit more efficient uh, in the time they spend because they are all really busy people. And it is important that when they make their preparations uh, for uh, uh, export market development, it's important that they are um, as efficient as possible. So I think that, again, the words that you used in connection with your program, systematic export, um, that they could be a little bit more systematic when they look at a, an export market. Um, I suppose mainly uh, we, we are thinking in terms of um, rather than just randomly see what they can find about uh, their new target market to really make a decision in advance, what is it that would be useful for them to know. Um, you know, what, what should they know about clients if it is in Estonia or if it is in a foreign market? I think for many companies, they would make the same list. Uh, there is a great benefit in understanding the customer uh, before approaching them with a sales proposition. Um, that's why it's important to do some market research. Um, Probably they need to make a list of what do they need to know. Market research is a systematic collection of information about the target customer. So the more you know about the customer, uh, the easier it is to put a proposition to them. Jean, you started with a need of increased efficiency. Can you yeah. give me some tricks and hints? How can a company, usually that has certain limitation in their human resources. It means that there is just one export sales manager or export manager. How can a company with this type of structure really increase the efficiency in market research? Okay, well, I appreciate that they are very pressed for time and they have a lot of competing demands on their time. So I think for me, time planning is a critical factor because uh, we are all the time uh, rushing 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 sometimes um, they don't stop and think what do i need to do by when 
So the first thing would be to say, I need to look at this or that export market, whether it is Germany or Sweden, Norway, wherever, and decide, I need to build this picture, but I will build the picture by the end of August, or I will build the picture by the end of January. But to have something in mind, because otherwise it will tick over, it will lumber along. When you get a free minute, you will look at it. But actually, you don't have a plan of action. So the first thing I would think about is the timing. And the second thing I would think about is, again, coming back to a clear project outline. Um, this is what I want to know. Instead of, I'll see what I can find online about the target market uh, to decide what would be useful. And, you know, normally the kind of things they might want to know are things like, who gets involved in the decisions? Um, who are these companies buying from currently? Who are our competitors? How satisfied are they with their existing suppliers? Um, do they have any experience of buying from Estonia? You know, it's not so difficult to list 10 things you want to know and then to decide, I will build that picture. Some of the information you will find online. Some of the information you need to talk to some people. Um, but for me, I think that... Um, by having a plan of action, putting some timing onto it, and then making some list. People who have worked with me know that I, I am always <laughs> saying, make a list. Make a list of the sources of information. Make a list of the people you can contact. Uh, make a list of what you will do when. Uh, it just provides some kind of a framework. Uh, so you, you don't always achieve it, but at least it sets a target. So I, I think that's something that's pretty important. Absolutely. You mentioned the number 10, that, okay, mm -hmm. please list 10 things what you need to know about the new market. Right. Is the 10 something like an average a company at least should know 10 pieces about the customer behavior and so on? Or usually, to get an understanding of a market, how many, I cannot even call it bits and pieces of information usually should the company collect before making a decision. Yes, it's right. Yes, we can use our product. Yes, we know what price we can set. And uh, yes, we know how to approach the customers. Okay, I don't think we can say it is exactly 10. I, I would not even like to put a number on it. Maybe it's eight, maybe it's 12. But I think that if you talk to six or 10 exporting companies, there are certain things they all want to know. Here is three and three, six. Here is a list of eight, maybe. Firstly, they probably need to know in the beginning, are there any legal requirements or standards? Because that can be a pretty early barrier. If they can't meet the local standards, then maybe they cannot easily uh, sell to that market. True. Uh, sec secondly, most people, they probably want to know, who am I up against? Who are the competition? So that's fairly common. Uh, you don't enter a market blind and not knowing uh, what you are up against. Um, most companies, they, they want some sense of what prices they should be charging. Of course, that comes down to individual negotiation in the end. But you want to know how competitive you might be in that market. Um, sometimes I talk to companies and I say, OK, have you got a list of 10 companies you might potentially sell to? And they say no. And I think... How can you approach that market and you don't even know who you're trying to sell to? So, uh, you know, again, I would say, who could you possibly sell to? Even before you approach them, do we have a list of 10 companies uh, that we can talk to? Um, what do we know about where they buy right now? Is it directly from suppliers or is it through distributors or agents? We, we really need to know that to know what is the best method of market entry. Um, 
how should they hear about your company? Is it uh, through search engines? So you need to have a really good website. Is it through trade shows? And so you are participating there. Is it by direct selling? Now, direct selling is very interesting, uh, can be very effective, but it's very expensive. How many companies can you visit in a day? So th there are there, there's certain key information like that that um, I think everybody would probably put on their list the last three or four things you can decide according to your company. Uh, if you were selling hospital equipment, you might want to know um, how is the public and the private sector and how many hospitals are there and what size. So depending on, on, on your product, you will have specific information. But, but ultimately, it's going to boil down to how satisfied are those customers with their existing suppliers, because, you know, you're not going to normally come completely new. They will have existing arrangements. And so you really are trying in the beginning to understand how is it going right now? Uh, is there a little gap there in the market that you can exploit? Thank you for the explanation, because according to my understanding from Estonian companies, and also, as we do some programs in Ukraine, the same. Usually, the market research seems to be a mythology. And everyone is thinking that they need to know thousands on information bits, not about 8, 10 or 12, what we were roughly talking about. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think it needs to be open-ended. Um, if you say to me, is there a prospect for my company to do business in Egypt. I just pick a country out of the air. Yeah, okay. Um, really, in one day of systematic looking, I can give you some feeling of, is it a risk to do business there? Could you logistically get there? Uh, is the government stable? What are the exchange rates? You know, I can give you the first taste. And then if you say, well, should I look at America, Australia, or Germany? Well, I can compare those three and tell you, Actually, it might look more sensible to start with Australia. Or actually, why don't you look at US first? That doesn't need to take three months if you know what information you are looking for. So it's not open-ended. Uh, I'm not saying the 10 pieces of information I just mentioned are the 10 in that case. But I'm saying I can make a list. And I can say, if you tell me this, I can prioritize those countries. And typically, um, you know, you could spend two days, five days, or I'm talking in general terms here, in 20 days of input, and that includes talking to 20 or 30 companies in that period, then I think you can make a big financial decision. Will I invest in entering this market? So it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be open-ended. Um, you decide, mm, this is not a very serious decision. It's not too complicated. I will spend five days. But then you must spend five days. It doesn't mean spend five months and spend half an hour each week. It, it means really plan your time and put in that time. Do you understand? Absolutely. And I do agree with you. My second question is, or actually what I see, what Estonian companies, at least some of Ukraine as well, are afraid of are contacting strangers about yes. asking questions yes. because they are absolutely sure that no one will answer. Yes. Uh, this is a question I get probably number one in any of the training <laughs> courses that I run. And I have to say a, a few comments about that. Because I run a professional market research company, uh, every day, every week, we are contacting companies. These are not companies that my client is doing business with. These are what you would call cold calls. But I would say to you that eight out of 10 on average, we get cooperation. 
Now, let me just uh, plant two ideas here. One is, um, remember that when we are building the picture, our call is not in order to sell to them. Many of the people attending my courses, uh, they are export managers, they are sales managers, they are commercial managers. They want to promote their product. Of course they do. That's their job. But I am coming from a different perspective. I am saying, I'm not trying to sell to you right now. I'm just trying to be nice and understand what is important to you. What do you need? What do you like? What do you not like? Ah, well, let me maybe come back to you sometime when I can meet those needs. So there is not an overt sales pitch there. It's very much, can you help me to understand how things are done in your country? So that's number one, is you need to change your hat. Your hat is not a sales hat. Your hat is a marketing hat, a market research hat, a please help me understand. Now, most people, eight out of 10, you know, if I call you, and I know how busy you are, but if I say, hey, could you help me? You'll probably say, I'm really busy, but I'll give you two minutes Absolutely. and you'll try and help. But if I say, hey, Anu, I want to sell you my training services, you'll say, we don't need training services right now. I'm sorry, I don't have time. So it's a matter of what is your message. We call that the introduction, the intro spiel. How are you going to introduce your company? So your introduction is very much, we are looking at the market at present. I have built a bit of a picture, but I need you to help me with some parts I don't understand. That's the, the theme. And the second part is very much about courage, because the bottom line is today you say, I cannot make these calls. Uh, they might say no. So you get nothing. But if you make 10 calls and one says yes, you actually get something which is could be useful. And it doesn't matter that you didn't talk to the other nine or the other nine refused you. You are not any worse off. So please remember, a refusal doesn't matter. You either don't talk to them at all or you try and maybe get something. And just one example here. I had somebody on my course with you in, in February this year, and he was really enthusiastic and great. And I said, OK, before I come back in one month's time, why don't you try and call 10 companies in Sweden? And we'll find some names. And we got some names. And um, because he was so enthusiastic, he was willing to try. He didn't mind if they said no. And after one month, I, I wrote to him and I said, how did it go? And he said, well, not great. I did try and most of them didn't have time. But I did talk to one and they gave me some interesting information. And I talked to another and they told me somebody I could contact. Two out of ten, when you're just beginning and you're not trained and you're not professional, I think that's fantastic. So all I would say is take courage. It doesn't matter if they say no. You're not trying to sell to them today. You're just calling them. And honestly, my experience is uh, that you will get good cooperation. So, uh, you know, I, I just have to say, try it. And if after 10 calls you get no cooperation, please email me and I'll give you advice. <laughs> <laughs> it won't happen. It won't happen. You know, you're not selling. That's the most important message. You're not calling them to sell. You're calling them to build a picture. Very good. And then... Uh... The, the the third point usually is that how to compare the data. You say that, okay, mm. company asks that we want, and especially in Estonia what we say, what market do you want to enter? Yeah, we want mm. to go to the uh, Netherlands, to Germany, to Austria, to UK, to France, and to Singapore. Yeah. So you get a list and you don't understand, is it a wish list or is there any, any research behind? So... 
how to how to analyze and make wise decisions for the export okay i think that this is fairly normal and you know even if it is a wish list maybe because you went there on holiday and you thought it was a nice country it doesn't matter the important thing is to have some rigorous criteria to prioritize because you may you may export to five countries that's great but today you can only think about two of them and this R, you can only really think about one of them. So sooner or later, you need to prioritize them. And you can set very clear priorities for yourself, so very clear criteria. Again, go to my list of 10. Think about 10 things that makes one country more interesting than another. One might be the size of the population. If you want to export to the Netherlands, well, that's a smaller country than Germany. But that's not enough to say Germany is better. Something else might be the logistics. I can get my product more cheaply uh, to Austria than to France. Okay, so that's another criteria. And you can think about six, eight, ten criteria, ten things that make it attractive. There's not much competition here. We already have an agent in that country. Uh, I had a lot of inquiries from this country. It doesn't matter. Make that list. You can even weight it. You can say the most important thing is that I have someone that speaks their language. If that's important to you, then double the points you give to that criteria. And then allocate them points. So if you say proximity is important, the location, we might give uh, Germany eight points because you can get there more easily than France, which you might give six points. And you might give four points to Singapore because it takes longer to get there. So you give them each points for those criteria. And that market Waiting table is a very standard way to just help you. It doesn't say, and so you should focus on Austria, but it says maybe give a little bit more thought. Get some more information about Austria before you get more information about Singapore. Or it could be the other way around. It depends on your product. Yeah? Excellent. Um, I just wonder, when it's always when listening to you, it seems so logical, so clear, systematic. <laughs> and then when I listen to the companies and they just say that we don't have time, we don't have money for market research, we just try our luck. We go <laughs> to the biggest yeah. trade fair in Germany and we will find out maybe someone finds us. You might get an inquiry. You know, a lot of companies are very successful without market research. So I can't say this is essential. Some companies are quite entrepreneurial. Uh, they have gut feel and they make the right decisions and it might work. But I think you can agree with me that for any decision you make, even in your personal life, if you have more information, supposing someone is trying to decide which school will I send my child to? Well, you can just stick a pin in a map. This one is the closest. I'll send them. But on the other hand, if you have a bit more information about the results from one school or the size of another school or the quality of teaching in another school, you have more information, you will make a better decision. So I would say uh, you, you can risk making a decision without market research, but you definitely will make a better decision if you have some information. And I know they don't have time. I know they don't have uh, time or budget, but... What is the risk of things going wrong? How much is it costing you to fly to Singapore three times next year to visit a possible customer who sent you an inquiry and then you don't get the order? Is that costing you a few thousand euro? Absolutely. Uh, I don't think companies really do a calculation. If I say to them, market research, it might cost you 2,000 euro. It might cost you 5,000. 
actually it might cost you 10 or 15 it could be any i, I can't say it, top of the head but maybe let's pick a figure 10000 euro and you say wow we could never afford that how much will you spend in the next 2 years even in employing someone even in in salary but in time and in money to get just two new customers or something you know the investment will pay off because you will be better informed will make a better approach to the market and if you don't have time yourself um really the the important point is to be very clear we come back to this point about what do you want to know if you write a very clear project brief you can get somebody else to do the work for you you know that might be enterprise estonia it might be a consultant it might be a student at the university it might be a local freelancer in germany it doesn't have to be you that does it but you need to take responsibility and sometimes companies they just say we need some information about the automotive market in germany yeah i can do my thesis on that for the next 5 years <laughs> that's not a very good specification so i i would encourage companies to really stop think just sit in silence for 1 hour in the office with the phone off and the door shut and think what do i really need to make this decision and write that down write a project brief and then decide okay who's going to do this will i do this myself will i ask a colleague will i take somebody on temporarily or, or how will i get it done uh, because if you are guiding it very closely and i did meet companies that did contract out this work if you guide it very closely you can get back some useful results excellent Towards the end of the interview, I have one more question. It's about being informed about export markets development. And mm -hmm. I, just, I just ask, do you have any suggestion? Because one thing is when you do the analysis, you enter the market, you start cooperation with someone, but then it actually needs you to be well aware about what happens in the market. What would mm. be the best sources, how the company could be kept informed so that it fits into the tight um, uh, tight timing, what they have, mm. but still to gather the essential information. Okay, I think I again have maybe two recommendations here. One is that I did find in talking to many companies that a small number of them were looking for feedback from their existing client base. And your best resource is somebody you are already doing business with. You know, they are the people that will come up with the new ideas. They are the people that will tell you what's going on in the marketplace. They are the people who will tell you what changes they plan to make. So um, I really would build in a, a regular feedback from existing client base. If it's in Estonia or if it's in an export market, the first time you sell to someone in a foreign market, you make sure to follow that up afterwards. That sounds obvious. But actually, a lot of companies uh, do not have a system for doing that. And I don't mean an automatic self-complete questionnaire. How satisfied were you with the product that was supplied? I think you need these conversations to learn what improvements can be made or to have early warning uh, if maybe the customer is thinking of moving to a new supplier or something. So and don't forget, it's always easier to do more business with any customer you already have than to bring one new customer into the fold. 
So number one is focus on your existing customers. How can you learn from them? What can you uh, gain from them? How can they help you further? How can they introduce you to others? And so on. And then the second is, back to my list, to keep some kind of a record of the websites or online information uh, that you might find to be the most useful, five to ten useful sources of information. Ask your colleagues, where do they get useful information? And personally, I kind of categorize that under product information, country information, um, uh, market information, and uh, maybe company information, you know, ju just in headings. And then, again, if I, if I take a list, government departments, statistics, online magazines, market research reports, trade associations, research institutes, catalogues from trade shows. Well, that's five or six already. Now, if you have one or two websites for each of those, either once a month, you can check out those websites, or you can subscribe to updates. I mean, there are a few good trend-watching websites, um, like trendhunter.com and jwtintelligence.com. Uh, they're good for for, for um, watching trends. But lots of websites, they ask you to subscribe. They don't mean pay us money. They mean just give us a website, give us a, an email address. And you can get updates from them and have a little checklist of eight or ten sites that once a month you check and see what's the latest information on there. And And personally, I keep a separate email address specifically for market information. So instead of it coming in every day to your important sales inquiries, you have an email address that these subscriptions or these updates come into. And uh, then you can check that out every so often. So again, you just need to build some kind of a process or a format or a system uh, to keep tabs, to monitor um, the latest information. And, you know, if, if you ask three colleagues, each of them to give you three websites they think of is particularly useful, you'll end up with eight, ten websites that really are critical for your product in that market. And I'm talking about specific countries here. And um, th th then you can keep in touch with what is going on. And I guess just the last thing I propose that is that uh, one of the messages I was telling the Estonian companies in particular, because Estonia is a small country like Ireland, where I come from. I, I work in London, but I'm Irish. And that's a small country where people have good contact. A lot of people know somebody who knows somebody in a field. And I, I was saying that, you know, you can always find a man who knows, somebody who knows more about the market than you. If you're looking at Austria or Singapore or France, find someone in that market who is a speaker or a retired engineer or has worked in the industry or represents the trade association. Find a person who is an expert and draw from them, meet with them, have a coffee with them, um, debrief them. Um, because it's people at the end of the day that will be the most useful. And looking online is, is, is very cost effective because you can get the information from your desk and so on. But really, it doesn't be five minutes talking to people on the phone. Um, how, you know, why would you do this uh, podcast otherwise, Anu? Uh, you know, if people could read everything I have told you, you will find online in articles and in textbooks and so on and so forth. But it's just more efficient to hear it verbally, directly from somebody. And that's the reason that you should get on the phone and talk to some interesting people in your target market. 
I absolutely do agree. It reminds me our first, um, I think it was first round of Mission, Mission Germany, when one of the companies wanted to um, approach German automotive market. Mm-hmm. That is pretty uh, different in that area. It was very closed. And it took them a long time to understand that they cannot book sales meetings really because they mm-hmm. were not just wanted. And then they found someone uh, who had university background, a professor in the university, who told that, you know, most of the managers today are my students uh-huh. from former Great times. Concept. So yeah. he had all the network. He was retired and he was happy to help and show the way. And by the way, based on the knowledge, they understood how to start cooperation. Uh, mm. It was very, very, very valuable. But from company's point of view, it wasn't a sales meeting. It was really just getting information, trying to understand, and so on. So more about the research, less about sales, but finally um, ended up with very good results. Yeah, I can imagine. And, you know, that is what will pay uh, results in the end is, you know, get to know the people. Uh, The more you understand someone, the more they will share with you. Absolutely. Jean, thank you a lot for the interview. It was very, very interesting. It was very insightful. And there were a lot of good tips and tricks and a lot of websites I tried to sp- <laughs> tried to <laughs> earmark also in my, in my computer to find them later. So thank you a lot okay. for sharing. Okay, very nice to talk to you, Anna. Thanks very much. Thank you. And Bye-bye. De- and dear yeah. listeners, please listen us again in a week's time because we'll come back then with new ideas and new insights. And meanwhile, please listen us also in SoundCloud uh, or in Delphi Tasku. So thank you a lot and see you next week. Sulle meeldis Turudus Radio. Teili endale meelde tuletus järgmiste saadete kohta Marketingi Instituudi kodulehelt.